I've got 285 friends. How does that compare to the number of friends you have on Facebook? I have like six friends on Facebook because I don't use it personally. I only just created the... Uh, you know how you have to have a profile and a page? And a page, yeah. I used Facebook as a page, and I only wanted a page. Uh-huh. And I never used it, like, socially or personally. Yeah. And then I realized that you have to have a profile to do certain things. Mm. And so in the past couple of months, I've added, like, six people that I actually know. I do have, like, hundreds of pending requests, but I don't add them because I don't want to see it on my timeline. Yeah, people people request a lot. So I I think that's smart. I have the prof the personal just for family. I think a separate I, one. I've got close to three hundred right now, and I did a huge purge. I, so are you I, saying these are like family and friends? A small percentage. So I started with five thousand. I had the max because I didn't have a page. I was using my personal as the page, but then I'm like, that's dumb. So I got the page, started that, cut this down to close to three hundred, and now yeah. just listening to you now, I think I'm gonna cut it down to like twenty. Yeah. I just want to do family. No. I think that's smart. I mean, mine has just been like work associates almost. Like I met this dude and like I just don't use the Facebook homepage like that. Mm -hmm. So I will add you if I know you, but like I would, I always used to use Instagram for my personal stuff. Yeah, I think So I had like 200 friends on on my person. I have like a personal Instagram page that has 200 friends that I just don't like post on anymore, but I still check like once in a month. Totally. So if you're at an event meeting new people and like you talk to someone for five minutes, you kind of like you're done. Let's connect Twitter, Instagram. What do you do? Please don't tell me you have a business card. I don't have a business card, but I made one because the other day we were, I was at a restaurant and the waiter asked us to leave our business cards. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I do just want to like one or two in my wallet just for that person and my business card is just my name mm-hmm. and my website. Yeah. And my email. That's it. I get that. I feel like I don't believe in them really. And mm-hmm. for someone like you, obviously, I'd never give you my business card because you're tech savvy. But for the, like the dude at the restaurant, he wants a business card. So like, it's interesting. Uh, me coming from a place of minimalism, just the physical paper would make me sick just having to carry that. But honestly, if... We can't have, because you can swap Instagrams in 30 seconds or Twitter. You can do that. If our relationship, like if meeting each other and talking, like we can't do that, like maybe we shouldn't talk at all. So yeah. like, I just think handing off a business card is such a cop out. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, ha- it's weird. I have it. I feel like there's like a, I'll need it like once or twice a year. And I think that one or twice a year may be like the biggest things you ever get. And then you'll be like, Craig, you're an idiot. I, <laughs> I feel card? like, yeah, I never had one for the longest, but I do feel like <laughs> it's worth it just to at least have one. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there's, well, cause there's different generations of people that you might be doing business with and maybe they just want a business card. But I, I agree with you. Maybe those relationships won't go anywhere, <laughs> but I don't know. It doesn't hurt to me, but, um, Twitter, Instagram, like, I would say my favorite platforms are Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, that's really the only place. Yeah. YouTube can go die. Who needs them? (laughs) No, I mean, I can't. can't, YouTube's your pro. Like that should be your number one, right? I mean, like priority wise for content, I love YouTube and I love watching it, but like you can't connect with people on, like you can't talk on YouTube, right? Yeah. Comments, comments should be more 
important, but recently I've kind of found myself not really caring about comments. See, that's, I, I try to respond. I try to take one day every once in a while when I'm free and just sit there for an hour and like respond to like hundreds in a row and like i'm always on the youtube studio app which i saw on twitter that you just found out oh my god (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna add a comment to that losing my mind and it just solved all my problems and i look like the idiot i was like Uh, craig you do know there's the studio (laughs) i barely use the youtube app now the studio is amazing but yeah in the app you can see all your recent comments and just like yeah I can just tap them and answer real quick. Cause like I was missing them. Like I wouldn't get all of the notifications. Yeah, that app sucks. The, <sighs> the main app. It's not good. For I you. was very serious. I was like asking for all these things. I want, I want stats. I want the ability to see all the comments. I want the ability to change thumbnail. People like, yeah, that exists. You're yeah. an idiot. <sighs> but th- then there's the other thing where you meet someone and I like, I like to make sure before I follow someone that I want to follow them because it's like once you follow them, you're you've committed, you're stuck, and then you don't want to go through that like ah, I don't want to unfollow them and they'll see it and think I'm being. I'm weird. transparent though. I'm savage. I will unfollow if if you don't keep it up. Like I will follow everyone that I walk into, but then maybe the next day, maybe the week later, maybe a month later, if I see you posting shit, I will unfollow. See, I won't do that. I just won't get myself in that situation. I. Like if we, if I meet someone at like someone like at the airport, uh, I'll check out their stuff. Yeah. And then like, if immediately I think their stuff is awesome and like I need it in my ecosystem, Mm -hmm. I'll follow them. But if I just meet you at the airport and you say, Hey, what's up? I've seen like your stuff. Um, I won't like immediately follow you. I will look at your stuff and watch your stuff. And then maybe like you do like one or two more things that run across my, like, come across if you remember that name again you'll look into it more maybe like i will eventually if it like pops up again but there's those times where someone will ask you like hey follow me back and i don't do it out of kind i don't just do it to be nice and because like i know that i don't like on following so i only follow if i'm like pretty sure i want to i get that but i just think i make a better judgment on if i should follow or not if i have time and i actually like see the upload as it happens naturally and my gut reaction my emotional reaction in that moment like i said a day a week a month later is oh this is shit yeah follow and i think uh, this is something i've been thinking of too about collaboration and a lot of people think that oh you only want to like it sounds snobby or something when we're talking about this because I only follow a couple hundred people because I can only keep up with a couple hundred people. Actually, I follow like four or five hundred people, which is like probably more than you're following, right? I Everyone's kind of different, but I think there is like a general number. Like you can follow like one to three hundred, four hundred yeah. people. I think that's like the max. Like Before that's Before you can't that's tell what's going on. Yeah. And the algorithm doesn't show you everything anyway. Like but. that, like maybe 700 at the max following on Instagram or Twitter. Like anything over that, I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? And, but so people like might think, oh, you don't want to follow me back because I don't have as many followers as this person. That's not, this is something I was thinking of, right? With collaboration. Because I think collaboration is really important and you should be willing to collaborate with anyone and everyone. And I like to vocalize. I was like thinking about like saying something like that in a tweet, but then it's like, 
as soon as you say that, then you know you're gonna like get someone who DMs you and mm. wants to collaborate, and then you look like a hypocrite saying no if you do say no, and then it's. There's got to be a reason why you didn't don't want to collaborate with them. What's what's wrong with just telling them the reason? Oh no, I I'm totally like yeah. I I don't like like I'm straightforward yeah, if, yeah. if I don't think there's any project that we could work together on. But the thing that I see people talking about is like, oh, certain people only want to collaborate with certain people with more numbers, and I am totally not like that at all because there's there's different amounts of value. I have been on a like one of my subscribers start wanted to start a podcast mm. and they wanted to interview me for it and i, I mean they don't have any followers they have like yeah we're, we're more than numbers where yeah. you can't just judge someone by the number of followers you're right there's yeah. way more variables in why you should have a relationship with someone yeah you know? and, and i was the, i was the first guest on their podcast which was not existent before uh-huh. and they don't, they don't even have any followers and i still wanted to do it because i like the kid uh-huh. and i think like he's got I think he's like a, a funny and a good kid. And I like, 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 I don't know. I just wanted to say yes to it. I felt like it fit what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then you have people like who might be the same as that kid, might not have anything going, might just be starting their podcast, who I don't like see it fitting in. Mm-hmm. And the way I break it down is like, so there's four things then. You have the people with a lot of followers. The only time where followers would sway me is like maybe I just think your stuff's all right, but it still might be a good opportunity. So it's like the opposite of what my, what people might think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'll never say no to someone because they don't have a lot of followers. Yeah. Maybe I'll say yes, but if, I'll never if, say no. Yo, if be if be one if Beyonce wants you on her podcast, yeah, absolutely. You do it. <laughs> I, I like Beyonce, but like I don't listen to her religiously. Yeah. But oh, uh, people, I'm not I'm not calling Beyonce mediocre in any way. I'm just saying if someone has a huge following, you kind of have to do it. Yeah, that's the tangent. I kind that's the best way to sum it up. Yeah. I'll never I'll never say no to something like you because of that. I just might say yes to it, but yeah, yeah. I, I'll say I'll say yes to something that's just starting. Mm-hmm. But I say I say no to a lot of stuff, and I just like was thinking of that distinction in my head, mm-hmm. like. And also the other way, sometimes uh, my gut reaction is to kind of get upset if someone shoves me off or doesn't want to do. We just have different expectations, and uh, I feel like they're kind of like acting like they're on their high horse. Like I'm, I'm a nobody. They don't want to do anything with me. But then you have to stop and remember what it felt like to do that to someone. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just you know you got to be cool with it. You got to. There's there's no reason to like get upset or defensive or mad when you don't know the real yeah. reason. And that's this thing with like starting this. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. I find myself like ha- I get a lot of DMs that. I don't like reaching out. It's like uncomfortable. I don't, it's, you take it personally. Like you DM someone and they don't answer or like you DM someone and you feel like you're bothering them. But mm. I still do it because I feel like we're all in this same mission together. Kind of all of us creators are trying to do like similar things. And if you get it, you get it. You get that being on the podcast might just be like a cool thing to do. I think if you make the switch in your head of the true value of like actually just helping people mm-hmm. and knowing different people, mm-hmm. like the thing is no one might listen to the episode I did with you or the episode you do with me, or maybe like this, maybe the file 
gets corrupted and we can never put it out. But then maybe you start up your startup app like you're talking about mm-hmm. and you're looking for someone to help yeah. be involved with it. And you and me and you are on like a good, have a good talking relationship. And then like you sell the company for like a billion dollars and then I get like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's all about helping each other. Then the real, podcast real stuff. It. I don't know. I started to make a big switch in my head about like the true power of collaborating and like being open to different things. So right now I have pulled up my podcast guest list. It's, it's a little, me. it's a, it's a 4k TV, but the text is pretty small. I don't know if you can see that. I can I've read got, it. I'm wearing my contacts. I've got your name highlighted. This is like a vision test. Boom. Gone. <laughs> Boom. Feels good. Doesn't it? Yeah. You're right next to John Hill and Jason Vong. Is it by alphabetical? There's no order to oh. this list. <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. It's Jason up in the front. But, a lot uh, of J's. Yeah. 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 I don't recognize a lot of these names, which is cool. I I recognize half of them, maybe. I think this is a fun game, just going through this and trying to... Uh, I have like half, a quarter of these people that I'm trying to get to, too. Sam Calder. That people would go crazy for that episode because I get inundated with like... Well, I used to, not as much anymore. Yeah. With like requests for his stuff. We'd probably do like a video special where he's like shirtless in a jungle somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Or just on top of a rooftop yeah. in to I don't know. Who Doing else? Sam Colder things. So uh talk to me talk to me about YouTube. So you haven't uploaded in a while. How's that feel? You're traveling without I'm anxious, a camera. Man, I haven't uploaded in like a week and then before that I hadn't uploaded in a couple of days. So I've had a slow month. <laughs> I'm pretty anxious right now. What's going on? Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you go away on YouTube for longer than three weeks, you're People cooked. start to your wonder. Your goose is cooked. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I also don't think it matters, but I had a time where I gave up the channel for like a year before I took it seriously. And I remember coming back to like 50,000 inactive subscribers and it was just the worst when you upload and mm. like it's like a ghost town and everyone in the comment section is looking at you too and then you get comments like did you buy your subscribers or like how come he you have 50,000 subscribers will only get 500 views and it would yeah. just drive me crazy yeah those ratios the the views the first 24 hours to like numbers of subscribers on any platform is like always a thing in the back of your mind and Will that always be a thing? Will every will every social media platform always have a higher number of subscribers than like actual? I think unless they figure out a way like where if you're not active, they per they prune you out, like See, you automatically get. That's kicked. counterintuitive to what the social media app wants. They want users. Yes, they want active users, but they still want users. So no, need, I think it's inevitable. We need a new app, a new to social media. What? That's what I want. I want I want an app that makes it so like you have to be active to be on it. Discord does that. What? Do you know Discord? Yeah, I know. There's but that, a, there's, I thought that was just like messaging. It's like a server that you can have and people can be in there. Okay. And you can have a setting where you prune people who aren't active. So you can set it like if they haven't posted in, you can pick X amount of days, you prune them out of the server and they have to rejoin it. I've only used Discord for like live chat during video yeah. games, which I guess is what it's for. It is, yeah. But how do other people use it? Do people kind of use it as like uh, was it? It's what's, this, what's that app? Stat. Uh, damn, it's got the little hashtag. 
Slack. Slack. Slack is more like business professional, I think, for business projects it's and messaging. management. Yeah, it's I like used it like in a messaging. university project. So how's Discord different? Discord is much more serving like the gamer types. But it's the same like text and voice based communication. Yeah, I don't know exactly like the features that would differentiate it, but I do know that like it's very involved in the live streaming community and the Twitter yeah. community and the gaming community. I know YouTubers and I know Phil DeFranco has like a Discord attached to his DeFranco Elite. Uh, do people just kind of use it as like Q&As, like messaging? I, I'm still trying to understand why it's useful. I set it up because I wanted to take callers during my live streams. Oh. And um, I don't have many people in there. There's just a couple dozen. But I found that like I haven't posted in a week and I haven't live streamed in a week. Mm -hmm. And if I go in there, there's just a couple of people chatting about something. Oh, wow. It's like a That's place where your people can hang out. Yeah. So, okay. I'm starting to see a couple much, uses for it. It's a bit much. Like it's spreading myself a bit thin maybe, but <laughs> it's a, I use it strictly as a tool. I'm not trying to build it as a, an audience platform. I used it to take callers online because mm. I was using Skype and Skype leaked my address. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. So I Patreon. just, I, you just, I just pulled Patreon? up my Patreon. I started this yesterday. Jeez, you're already caking up. 15 a month. Honestly, I think people don't understand because they'll pledge large amounts and then backtrack. You think they think so it's a one dollar? I think one people think it's one time donations. You can take one time donations. Yeah, but what I've seen is at least three people have pledged like ten or fifteen or twenty, and then they go back to like one or two. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, talking about monetization, like we have been. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're kind of like the king of that, though. <laughs> the king of like good ways to monetize. What? Why'd you? What made you click to get a Patreon? I think this is. It makes sense. And it clicked to me once I started actually becoming Patriot or contributing to other people's Patreons because I just contribute? support their stuff and I just want to see them make more stuff. Like, who do you contribute to? Because I've never, like, I've used Patreon, but I've never, like, used it, like, been a member and contributed to people and been in, the, in their communities. So I'm pledging $2 a month to Kyrgyzstan. I've seen this guy's thumbnail before on something. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a business. There it takes a lot of money to build and animate and research and script the videos that they do, but honestly I think they're important. So can you see like how much patrons he has? Um, he's hiding or there's a user there's an option to hide or show it, right? So they're making thirty six thousand a month. But wow. Like I said, it's a team. And it's honestly, it probably costs like 10000 20000 each yeah. video. Who else does this that I remember does well on it? Um, Phil. Oh, yeah. Well, he did the fundraising thing, right? Which when I, uh, when I first heard about DeFranco Elite, um, there he is. I thought it was just like a membership that he was doing through his website. Little did I know it's just entirely built behind Patreon. And this made me realize how strong Patreon is because it's just perfect for closed memberships. So is memberships. that uploaded on YouTube and embedded or is it like uploaded on Patreon? What do you mean? Like the videos, the exclusive videos that you get. Uh, The ones that we can see here are... So you're saying he's posting exclusive content here? He is, some of it. Yep, some of it is. 
he posts his all of his vlogs on here, I believe, but some of this is private. And as you can see, he actually replies to some of these comments. Mm -hmm. This is way more closed loop. And of course, he's going to engage with people who are paying per month. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a great way to do a paid membership, mm -hmm. which I tried to do with Facebook groups. It's illegal and it's hard to do. <laughs> so show me your page again. What are you uh, offering? Um, right now, it's just how oh, I'm here. <laughs> now, <laughs> what I'm offering is a live chat once a month mm -hmm. for three three or plus. One is nothing. Can that be consulting or is it just like a chat? Just chat. Keep it okay, easy. So I've got at least a five. I've got at least a $20 value of, of conversation that I'm getting with you here. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can make it however you want, but right now I'm not really making original content for it. I don't really care. I think there are some people, just like Kyrgyz said, like I don't care about rewards. Like I honestly I don't care about different support. Him. I just want to support it. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to monetize in the future for social media yeah. people. So I think that's right because I make a lot of like how to and helpful software education type of content. Mm -hmm. And I do have people all the time saying like, man, I should pay you. You've helped me get through my class. I owe you something. And sometimes they just don't have an outlet. So there might be like a bundle of money that's out there with my name on it that just they don't have an outlet to. Maybe they don't like the LUTs and they would want to support me in some other way. Like I find that when I live stream, sometimes I'll just get a random super chat. Some mm -hmm. guy gives me five bucks and says like, I feel like I owe you this. Super chat is great. And I think as we grow more of an audience, the demand for it, for them to actually be able to talk to us and have their questions answered and just to be heard, like you can monetize that. And with Patreon, honestly, I could make a thousand dollar or like, okay, so like a hundred dollar pledge a month. And even if I just have two or three of these people, I could do a private live uh, chat just with those people once a month like it would be really easy just to do and they would love that people would yeah. pay for that so uh, yeah i so what i actually did i don't know if you saw it was i took off on my youtube channel all display and overlay ads and all mid rolls and all like end rolls so all i left was just the skippable intro ad which mm -hmm. maybe only pops up for a person once every five videos or something mm -hmm because I looked in my analytics and I noticed that like 20% of the ads were making like 80% of the revenue, not exactly that split, but mm -hmm. I just, someone commented on a podcast I uploaded and they, they said that it has like 50 mid rolls and I didn't know cause I have YouTube red, so I don't see ads. Yeah. So same here. I, I have no idea what the ad looks like. Yeah. And I did know, I noticed that I, I logged in off YouTube red and then I saw that it was getting like a mid-roll like every five minutes. Wow. And I was like, oh, crap. People have been having to like deal with this this whole time. So I went through and I took off at every ad on my... I just went through like check all videos in the editor, mm -hmm. highlighted all 500 plus videos or whatever, and just removed overlay, display, and everything except skippable. Because hmm. I feel like... like I was inspired too. I don't know if there's this there's this guy, his name's Greg O'Gallagher. He's like a fitness YouTuber. Okay. I don't know if you're trying to build a six pack. Oh boy. Can, but he has like around three, four hundred thousand subscribers. And I was watching his Instagram story one time and he was saying like, just posted a new video, check it out. Or he was showing his analytics, saying like the channel is like doing pretty good this month. Thanks guys. And 
Oh crap, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> you are on Instagram stories now. No. He was saying like the channel's doing pretty good this month and then he's like his uh you know on your creator dashboard how it has your AdSense? Uh-huh. He was he was saying it had zero. It was like a flat line. He's saying, "By the way, you notice how there's zero revenue because this is an ad-free channel." Mm-hmm. And it is an ad-free channel because he sells like these deluxe courses and fitness like uh consulting things and and he's like killing it. He's he's like hey, he has a he has a really profitable business. And I realized then what what was going on. Like, why would he want any other person advertising in front of his video? Because he I think that wants, makes sense. He wants the people to buy his course, or mm-hmm. like, he doesn't want you to give me two bucks so that you can try to get someone to click off my video and mm-hmm. potentially like not get into like my course and my fitness and thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's worth taking that cut to like yeah, clean I, up your I have page. no idea who is advertising on my videos. I just realized that. Yeah. and They should you, tell you. I mean, I guess you can kind of get an idea because you can see your own ads on your own videos. I feel like it changes so much. Maybe it's based on your personal browsing history too. I don't know. Yeah. There should be a way to like. I know Wix is that. They should tell you. They should give you a log of what ads play when on your videos. I know people like comment sometimes like, "Oh, Carly Kloss, not Carly Kloss again." Yeah. There's the ads that play like over and over. But I've got YouTube Red, so I just I forget that ads are even a thing. It but is. I think it that's is smart. nice. So yeah. I actually posted this on Twitter, and I got some flack for it because I said I'm only making a thousand a dollars, thousand dollars a month with like over a hundred thousand subs on YouTube with AdSense. I, I, I suggested that if you're starting a YouTube channel, you should just turn off all of the ads just because you're not going to be making anything. And people were yeah. like a thousand dollars a month. How can you be so elitist that you say you don't want that much? Mo- like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, you're barely making anything with AdSense. When I started YouTube, there was no, yeah adsense you yeah. had to be like a philip DeFranco. i remember when it changed and i remember like i worked so hard and like i unlocked this feature but then like they just rolled it out to everybody mm-hmm. and i think you're right like until you're making actually it's nice to get that first like hundred dollar threshold check it just feels special yeah in but like once you're in the once you get used to it and you're like you're right is the 500 dollars worth it to i used to turn off the ads until like the subscribers would watch and then turn them on like two like a day or two later yeah so that i wouldn't bother new subscribers and i used to like but honestly your subscribers are probably the ones who would be okay with the ads though which is ironic well i i mean 70 percent of my views per month are not subscribers okay a little different then as it's the same you you? still have what 400 500 have you hit half a million yet? No, I'm at 375. 300, okay. And to be honest, my ratios are weird too because my new videos don't get not even 100. I mean, that It's depends. a slow build. Yeah, it is. But my overall monthly views are in within a good healthy range of any other channel within this 300, 400,000 range. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not too worried about it, but you do have the people like, if I post a podcast, I keep everything all on one channel. Mm-hmm. So if I post a podcast, that's a new thing for me. It has a totally new audience that mm-hmm. is not represented by that 375,000. It yeah. might just be more like 5,000. So the podcasts get like 5,000 plays. And people might look at that 
and think it's like a bad ratio, but it is, I guess. But I keep everything on one channel. As long as the monthly total is healthy. Unless you're Jack's Films and you're posting a yay video. This is such a like a broad topic to get into that we need like a whole nother like you watch his stuff. Uh oh yeah, I know Jack's films. I I don't watch it religiously, but to to do 375 episodes of the same series is insane. I mean, that's awesome. It's like the opposite of what you're saying. It's like people exactly know what to expect, but that's a whole that's a whole yeah. other thing to talk about Jesus. it's honestly it's a challenge to keep an active audience because this is what i blog about on medium a lot like audience growth and the little things that go along with it mm-hmm. you might it might take five years to get to a million or half a million subscribers and in five years maybe like a hundred thousand of those subscribers came because you used to play ukulele and then now you're not into ukulele anymore and you want to talk about something else and so it's weird because by the time you build an audience it shifts Mm -hmm. i think everyone should just go for finding an audience that understands them so that they can post whatever and the audience will be receptive to it Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm trying to do more so now because right now like it is very audience serving it's like I do anything. I do anything for that. <laughs> John Hill was saying that uh, just today. He was like, "Some of you guys have been following me for like seven years, <laughs> like, like before YouTube. Just it's weird to have people following you through your life, through all of those things. Like as you move, as you change things. But I think YouTube subscribers are different than anyone else." Like you said, I feel like I owe something to my YouTube subs versus I don't give a shit about my Instagram people. <laughs> really? I'm the opposite I, almost. Oh, you, yeah? Yeah. I feel like you're only as like, you're only really, as, you only really have as much followers as you have on Twitter and Instagram. You know what I mean? That's why I don't think I have like, okay. like. You think you have a lot of fluff with YouTube subs? Not fluff because I mean like the views are there. <laughs> no, no fluff. The like the the views and the reach and the audience is there in a way, uh-huh. but like, I'm not really bigger than someone who has maybe like twenty thousand subscribers if they also have like twenty thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, you know, I just feel like if you if you have a lot of followers on Twitter, that's a true uh, representation that you actually have some sort of like influence. Mm-hmm. And I'm only, I'm trying to get to 5k. I'm only at 4k. I still wish there was an option on every social media to just delete inactive users. That's true. I wish, I wish there was a way to do that. And I'm I'm sure there's gotta be some kind of like way to hack it. There's gotta be some way to see that data or even to track your own. I Uh, mean, there's another thing that goes into it too with like Instagram where I don't think there's such a thing really as an inactive user. And I don't think you should go about trying to delete them because how many times are you just scrolling down your feed, just looking at it and you're not specifically liking, you still like following those people, but Instagram doesn't show you. There's there's different levels. I would start with deleting anyone who follows me that has never liked a photo. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Why? I want engagement, engagement over everything. I would rather have five, thousand subs on youtube but i get five thousand views within the first 10 minutes that's absolutely true but on instagram isn't in isn't it engagement that they're consuming your message 
sure it might not help algorithmically just, just looking versus liking is that yeah. what you're saying yeah like isn't sure it would be better for them if they would like show engagement because it's free to do to tap and it would help you better okay that's a little true but like think about it just seeing it is worth something what if you're writing out like a blog post every day and nobody you get zero likes you have let's say you have like fifty thousand followers okay true you get zero true. likes <laughs> you get zero likes and zero comments but people read it mm-hmm. or like you turn off comments and like there's an option to turn off comments but people see it and if you then if you say like I just put on a new shirt. It's in the bio. And nobody says anything, but you mm. get 100 orders in your mm. email. Okay. I, 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 see, I see that there's value past engagement, but still. Yeah, it's nice. It's, not, it's better. I wish there was a button that would delete everyone who truly doesn't care. <laughs> okay. Not Zuck, from the Zuck, face listen of the up. Just from the get, just the fuck on, get the fuck on it. We need to, we need to make that button. I don't know. I'm okay. all you've, about... You've opened my eyes. I, I've learned something new today. That's a good perspective. I wrote a blog post about it. Cool. You like Medium? I'm I'm using it as like a original content tool for Twitter. I read that Medium is not really trying to... Not originally intended to be like a social media. It's just meant to be a good writing tool. Or like a good word program. Hmm. Interesting. Which it is, you know? It's pretty minimal. It's just a good way to type, but... I could go on talking about like, I think we're on the same page where like, I always want to refine and optimize and curate and prune things Mm -hmm. so that they look better and like are more dense, but it's hard sometimes, but it's like the most satisfying feeling when you're able to. Yeah. Well, this, this has been a joy. (laughs) Yeah. We've We've hit 44 minutes. Well, we could keep going. This could be like five hours. This so I think we've one. said a lot. I, you know what? We're, we're I want to return it. on the show when I have like, oh, I, I've, uh, I have more perspective. Hot damn. Well, I look forward to that. Um, definitely, we talked about this at dinner, but we, I see my podcast as like a reoccurring guest kind of thing, and I think you're gonna do the same. Uh, you, yeah, you, like, I mean, not specifically, but I wouldn't. It's not like once you're on, that's it. You get your one show. I never get to be on your podcast <laughs> ever again. I mean, you don't get to. Maybe we wouldn't do it like for a you while. You can be episode 10, 11, 12, <laughs> 13, 14. Then we're just co-hosts. Yeah. 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 Which I don't know. That would be cool. I don't have rules on my podcast yet. Word. Well, until then, um, maybe once I reach Jack's Films subs number, he's uh, 3.5 million. Do I get to come back on your podcast if I hit 3.5 million? let's shoot for four. <laughs> oh, shit. hey everybody it's your boy craig here thank you so much for listening to the entire podcast that's crazy who the fuck listens to the entire who who are you seriously who are you at me on twitter i want to know who's listening to this podcast Connect me with people you'd like to hear on future episodes. And of course, if you want to be a super supporter, rate us a five star on iTunes or whatever, if that's still a thing. Thank you for listening. Peace.